Good evening, and welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. I'm Shai Telly. And I'm Elias Kassam. And today, today, we're going to discuss something that I've been wanting to discuss for quite a while. And by quite a while, I mean like two days. But, uh, <laughs> so I realised... That's like the life of how many flies? Yeah, that, okay, that's very true. I discuss, I've been thinking, I've been wanting to discuss it for a lifetime. So I realised, uh, so in the workplace, like in the charity, in the hospital, people keep telling me I need to innovate. Like, everyone is obsessed with innovation. And I was like, you know, I am trying to innovate, you know, I'm trying to make things better. Uh, but I realised that spiritually, we haven't really innovated in a long, long time. Like, the way that we pray is pretty much the way that people have been praying for centuries. And the Bible is really the same text that it was 500, you know, a thousand years ago. Same with the Quran, same with the Hindu scriptures. Like, spiritually, we don't really innovate at all and well, if you think about our daily lives like everything is geared towards innovation like every science everything but when it comes down to spirituality if someone does innovate and like tries to tell us in a new tries to tell us to pray in a new way or do something slightly different we're very quick to shut it down and we're yes. quick to brandish them a cult or anything like that right that's yeah that's interesting but the other yeah the other day um I was talking to like the security guard in my yeah, uh, yeah. building and I'm from like a kind of like stream of Islam which is uh, it's esoteric yeah, yeah. It means we consider the inner essence of the uh, Quran and yeah, the yeah. religion and also um, quite uh, quite forward thinking yeah and modern or like yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and he we were talking about religion and everything and he says uh, I'm into imitation not innovation and so in a religious context. In a religious context. I mean, so it's imitation, not innovation. innovation. He, so he, Im- says, he says Islam is about imitation, not innovation. So imitation right? of the Prophet Muhammad? Yeah, of the, of the text, of the Quran. Oh, so, so literal we fo- imitation of the text. Yeah. Not innovation. Innovation. So what he what was, was basically saying is What's that... What's his definition of innovation? Well, I think like what, what we consider, which let's say, I mean, what... I mean, most people... is, is very similar to Sufi philosophy yeah right so his perspective was very much that that's an innovative um, uh, stance on on religion and that is that kind of exactly what you're saying that innovation isn't necessary within the religious sphere but he was also saying that innovation exists within the religious sphere but he just doesn't want it but it it doesn't yeah he doesn't um, he doesn't but does he think innovation takes us away from the message of the yeah, yeah yeah exactly um, it's not just a new interpretation, it's, act- yeah. it's actively taking us away. Yeah, which I found really interesting because I've never considered, I guess never thought of it as innovation as such. But there is like, at least in, so we have like a living in a man that interprets the Quran and applies yeah. it to a modern context. So that could be considered as innovation, innovation, right? But it's like we're trying to maintain the essence of a traditionalist text within a new context. So how would that, the essence of that message exist in its most total form within this context. Yeah, but I suppose... So a certain amount of innovation may be necessary. Yeah, but would true innovation would be changing that message? Like, is just bringing that message to a, to a current modern-day context, does that count as innovation? Well, what is... What, like, no, well, I mean, if you take... If you take... Like, what is innovation? If you take the medical... The, the yeah. medical uh, world or the medical profession, the essence... 
yeah. of medicine has never really changed. It's always been the same. Yeah, to cure, right? To yeah, to it's cure, cured. to create more well-being for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I suppose um, in like in my hospital context or in a charity context, it's just about streamlining processes, right? Yeah, like that's what really what people mean by innovation, don't they? To achieve higher well-being. To, yeah, exactly. And to achieve yeah. higher output, right? Yeah, for uh, higher higher degrees of well-being for yeah, more exactly. people. Yeah, right? or at least measurable outcomes, like in the ways that we can measure them instead. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that way you can't really apply it to a religious context because what is the outcome that you're measuring? What are you hoping to achieve? I guess like more contact with God or closer closer proximity to God. I think religion is maybe more comprehensive than. Or like, at least in the past, it's like more comprehensive than uh, medicine or whatever. Medicine really is very, very focused. Yeah. It's only trying to do one thing. Whereas I think religion is trying to create like uh, moral right? systems. Yeah, it's all it's trying to connect yeah. you with God. It's yeah. trying to create civilized communities. Yeah. It's, 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 do, it's doing... It's doing a lot. A lot. But I think there is a lot of innovation. In it. Like things like coexist, you know, the... This interfaith um, gatherings and stuff. That's no, so I, actually, you're right. Maybe there's a lot of innovation. But what about specifically in the way that we pray? I don't think there's been a lot of innovation in the way that we pray. So, for example, the Lord's Prayer mm. hasn't really changed. People still pray, you know, with their hands clasped together, often looking up, or, you know, in Islam looking down, or facing towards Mecca. I think the way that we pray, we haven't really changed that. Yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, and normally if the well, I think, yeah, if there's somebody's changing something, then it yeah. feels like they're stepping away from the truth. Yes, exactly, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get innovations, but then they branch off into new streams of religion or different religions or like, yeah. I mean, you could say like, I don't know, well, Scientology even, or types of things are very innovative. Yeah, that's true. But I suppose it is interesting, like, like even stuff like meditation and stuff, we haven't really changed those processes over the years. I think meditation has been changed. I think it's been, yeah, recently a lot. There's a lot of like apps for mindfulness and stuff like that, which are using kind of Buddhist ideas, but they're like reframing it in packages that are like, you know, a bit more like modern. They're like modern, a bit more Western, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe there is actually a lot more innovation in spirituality than I realized. But uh, but, but no, but what you're saying is is true that there's a certain uh, kind of uh, sacredness to the to to the rituals and the practices and the essence of faiths yeah that have they're like guarded yeah that almost in a way that yeah, you can't it, actually move yeah and also like but even within ourselves i feel reluctant to move like things in things in hinduism that i question i don't actively try and change them i just but i think yeah. and i think religions are losing people also in like today's context because of the lack of that they're like because of the well, lack of innovation right yeah maybe and it's like that a lot of people growing up now they're like well what has this got to do with me this is completely irrelevant yeah um but then i think there are a lot of like there are a lot of churches and institutions that that acknowledge this and then are making steps to do things like create um like I've, no so actually uh have you ever been to htb no, what's HTB? Uh, Holy Trinity Baptist Church. Oh, so there's think, one. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, there's one near me, and they have like um, they have computer screens in the. Uh, they, well, they have um, they have TV yeah, yeah, yeah. things that uh, you know you have elect- electronic bands playing yeah, on stage, yeah, like Christian rock and, and stuff. all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of like it's very open to this kind of technology as a way to like get us create, closer to yeah, God. To God. Yeah, to so there are special. like elements of that. Yeah. 
but it's it's still it's still like there's still even even the fact that I'm mentioning that as a something shows yeah. that there's a kind of anarchic structure of religion. Yeah, and I think that's something that we've never really broken free of. And when we do try and break free, it often leads to us just being spiritual by ourselves. Hmm. What? It? But even when we're spiritual by ourselves, it almost still feels like it's in a in that same structure. Yeah. Like what do you still think? Praying, we're still looking up at the sky. We're still, you know, maybe getting closer to nature and stuff. But it still feels like we're doing that in the same structure. Yeah. But do you think that needs to be broken? Yeah, but it makes me think. But if, well, what's the end goal of a prayer or the end goal of of religion? Not the end goal so much, but what is the outcome of a prayer that we're looking for? Well, let's say, like, is it ever a tangible outcome? Is there a tangible outcome to to religion? And if there's not, then it's really impossible to design a process that would... I don't think tangibleness has anything to do with it, really. You don't think so? I think you can still have innovation in terms of intangibles. You think so? Money, for example. Like, if you take money is a very intangible thing. You think Um, money is an intangible thing? No, well, I mean, actually, yeah, maybe it's not a good example, but the innovations within money are actually making them intangible. Like, the banking system yeah, okay, that's is true. completely it's, it's intangible. Remo- it's removing, yeah, okay. You know, it's removing no... cash from our hands, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and what, what it is just value. Like, the value mm. of things is, like, mm. there's a nothing in it. Yeah, okay, that's it's, true. It's completely non-existent. No, that's... Okay, yeah, fine. Um, but that is a good example, actually. But I think, okay, so what do you think about this idea? So the etymology of religion is about, uh, it, I, f- from what I know, is it comes from the word ligen, meaning to bind. So it's a rebinding. It's like returning to something from which you came, right? So it's like yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to... But what is that something? Um, yeah, I mean, whatever that is, let's call it God or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I think maybe there's, the idea is to be rebound to the thing that we came from. You so there's a kind of idea of being rebound just to a community. Um... You don't think yeah. it's more of a literal binding to a group of people? Or you I think, think it's no, binding I'm, I'm, to something of a higher power? But I think it's a, it's a returning. So, so my point is kind of that, do you think that has anything to do with this need to return to the past of things? Like, as in not to, ah, to not yeah. actually, like, step away from something? Because the, the whole integral structure of a religion is a returning. What, but what, okay, but, I, so, but what I really struggle with is that you know, in every aspect of our life, we're willing to admit that we haven't achieved the best that it could be, like, you know, medical care or anything. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah but true. when it comes to religion, we're so reluctant to innovate, which, also, which makes me think that we, for some reason we think religion has been perfected. That Christianity and Islam and Hinduism, that these were perfected so long ago that we only need to tweak it. We don't actually need to change too much of it. Well, I, th- I think that's maybe where esotericism and exotericism kind of yeah. uh, take a split, is that um, I think if you consider truth to be spoken and spoken in an absolute sense yep. and a literal sense, then there, are, there is no reason to innovate. Like, what, what are you innovating? Yeah, because there's not, it's already been spoken, right? And yeah. it won't change. Hmm. But if you take yeah. the truth to be said in a poetic, metaphorical yeah. and, uh, you know, like kind of sense, then it's important to find the relevance the in most, those, yeah, to apply those essences in the most relevant way, and then a certain degree of innovation is important. Yeah, but maybe you could even change the stories, couldn't you, to a modern day sense? 
but we never really do that. Like there could be a Bible for the 21st century, right? Yeah. It could be a different character than Jesus. Well, people we argue that, really like, that, Shakespeare right? is kind of like, um, you know, is that. What, Shakespeare is Jesus? No, like, uh, people say that, um, I guess they're normally people oh, who, don't, who aren't Christians. Oh, Shakespeare taking biblical stories and reframing them for that century. Okay, maybe, maybe not exactly that, but it, okay. they, but, it, but, it, but it constitutes everything you need from that, the Bible. That it's... It's a mo- it's a modern text that kind of brings into um, brings into account or being the the important virtues that a society should ah uh, okay hold and I think that's that's a sort of critique of the Bible in a way saying that yeah. uh, the Bible is as um, as much a text as Shakespeare is but I think people don't won't accept that because the Bible is the word of God. Yeah, okay, right? that's true. Yeah, and Shakespeare is obviously just a man. A man. Yeah. Well, that's what, how people see it. So yeah, yeah. There isn't really any space if you consider that to be the literal word of God, God. So to create a new from literal it. Yeah, yeah, word yeah, okay, of God. No, that's so true. If it is the word of God, then why would you ever deviate from that? Actually? Mm. But, but what, I think what you're, making, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And there are definitely like authors who are trying to achieve, like, you know, they, they, there are like, they're definitely Christian authors who try to mimic the essence of the bibles in like texts that help people live more christianly and they are yeah, innovative yeah, in their yeah. sense yeah but, but they're all seen as like subs- like writings to read around the bible they're yeah never they're never, never, never replacing yeah, the bible right but it's interesting right so should it be should spirituality should religion just be providing with rules to live your life or should it be helping you to connect to a higher power i think it i think it does both it should do i don't think it's asking for one of those things yeah but if i wanted to connect to a higher power i would point at you know people and say that i don't think you're connected to a higher power so i'm going to create a new way for you to connect to a higher power that's happening all of the time yeah yeah, right? yeah. no but it is but those are those are called cults aren't they not even like you know sometimes it's just like a meditation studio where yeah you're okay having, that's very you know, <laughs> or an ayahuasca ceremony no, okay or, that like, is happening all the time it's actually. happening yeah it's having a lot actually wait there's a lot more innovation in spirituality than maybe there is in anything else yeah but we're not there's a difference between spirituality and religion right yeah sorry so okay but there's, there's a lot of innovation in spirituality but yeah that's what i meant sorry there's none in religion well there's mm. limited amount in religion yeah that's true. Well, actually, no. To be yeah. honest, the 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 innovation in spirituality normally looks to very um, old kind of traditions yeah, well, exactly. so and just reforms innovation. them yeah, in yeah. a way that is yeah. accessible to a modern day society. But Whereas in medicine, medicine is, really right? is trying to change. Like medicine is trying yeah. to understand different stuff. All of science is trying to understand, and I think this yeah. is the reason science has a qualm with religion. Yeah, religion, religion is stuck in the past. Yeah, it just takes old things and tries to reframe them, right? Yeah, or not even reframe them that much. Yeah, it's just like present them in the same way. Hmm. Yeah. But for me, that's also kind of my allure to religion is that there is a connection to a... Past. A, a, yeah, a past, a more like... But you mean like a past in terms of like an ancestral past? I don't, I don't think... I'm not sure I care that much about ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I don't see it as valuable. I just yeah, don't yeah. think it's seems to have so what do you mean by past but, but i don't know there's maybe it's it's i think it's all just like poetic and archetypal but this idea of a kind of um an earth a land uh an intangible being that lives somewhere like outside of this timeline <laughs> right and i think religion to some degree does does serve that 
Yeah. Um, but it, like the past is always being changed by the present. So yeah. why do we feel this need to continually go to the past in a religious context? Well, that doesn't. I mean, the past is always being changed by the present. So yeah, but that, but that in in its in its desire to go back to the past is what's changing the past through the present. No, right? I think even just living in the present is changing the past. Yeah. Okay, fine, but that's... Yeah, okay, that's true, because as soon as you build on the past, it rearranges Yeah, exactly, right? But... But, yeah, so... Yeah, okay, that's a good point. So what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what, so, wait, what was the point of this podcast? I don't know, you brought it up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but why should... Like, should we innovate? Do you think? Yeah, we yeah I think we should definitely innovate in a religious context and a spiritual context. But to what to what, what end? Like, why should we innovate? No, I don't because think it's... we need to innovate on a societal level. I think we should be innovating in ourselves. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I think. But I think that's the main. Okay, so that's the main thing that religion. Uh, I think people step away from religion because they want an individual religion, right? Yeah, a lot of the time, religion time, religion people are moving from yeah. religion to spirituality. Yeah, because they true. want to be in control of their religion. Whereas you were saying that religion is more about a community-based... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a community-faith. Um, yeah. And if everybody's defining their own religious practices completely, it fragments the religion. But then also, I mean, in a, within a community, like, I'm at, the, I'm at the behest of the priest in the temple, right? Yeah. You're at the behest of the imam. Like, we're just at the behest of their innovations. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the behest of this new language, <laughs> this new word you found. <laughs> no, but someone is always innovating. Yeah. Right? You're just more willing to go along with it if it's a priest or an imam. Whereas maybe it does make sense to be in control of it ourselves. Well, I think we always are, like, um, to some degree. And I think, I think it really does vary a lot between religions and, like, the, the essence or the approach of that religion. So in, in our, in, in my personal religion, there's, a, uh, there's this concept of polytheophany, which is really that everybody has, you know, there's one God and... There's, uh, but everyone there's, has a different like version of it. Yeah, there's yeah. a personal interaction and with, God, with yeah. that God, and from that you draw your own relationship and your practice through it. But at the same time, there are like prescriptive rules, uh, right. well, practices that yeah, we follow. Yeah. And when you go to the mosque, you all sit in communion and you all say the same thing. You all pray in the same yeah. way. But and do I think, you pray in the same way though? I don't think that's true. Like even if we're saying the same words and in the same body shape. I still think I, we're praying differently to the person next to us. Yeah, but that's the same as anything. That's like you go to a film and you go to cinema yeah, you're watching and it there's in a 200 way. people all watching the same film, but you're all experiencing it through your own pasts, right? Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. No, yeah, but also the collective approach does make the film better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it exactly. makes the prayer so better. The yeah, yeah. So the fact that we can all have this agreed, mm. um, you know, kind of connective communion. So what I'm really saying is, sorry, I'm going to innovate religion and spirituality and create my own religious, like, almost sphere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that what the podcast is? Karl Marx does the washing up, thank God. <laughs> so basically, you're, you, this, is, this is you just coming out as a cult leader? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, but I don't want to be defined as a cult leader. Okay. So you want to be an innovative religious figure? Yes, exactly. Of what religion? <laughs> That's up to you. That's up to you. So I'm the innovator for your religion. Bring me your religion, I'll innovate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This, is, this is fucking genius. Exactly. This is like, you're a religious innovative I'm, consultant. I'm literally the clinical auditor of your religion. 
the clinical I will audit. streamline your processes in your religion. Okay. Well, ah, but your idea of innovation is just about streamlining. That's much. not the essence of all innovation. No, but it's the essence of innovation in this context. In what do you mean? I'm just trying to cut the fat. Oh, you're just trying to cut the fat. Why is the Bible not just one page long? Okay. Why is it 500 pages? Why is it just not the Lord's Prayer? Well, because it's not like... The, I think... I th- well, I don't know. My personal idea is that... Uh, there needs to be... There are prescriptive rules to help guide society, which could be considered the commandment. Yeah, but we've got laws easy. now, right? But there's not we've enough. got laws now, right? We don't really need religion to guide us. Yeah, yeah. Society, you could say the, the law has replaced a lot of religious yeah. things, and it's based on biblical... Yeah, exactly. Especially in the Christian ideological states that we live in, right? Yeah, but you like can also, like, the... you don't have to read the whole book. You can just find them. <laughs> just read chapter three and four. Like, it's... Just read Genesis. Oh, you need. No, but I do think that these, these texts are comprehensive for a read. Like, the, you... I mean, the Bible and the Quran, they're pretty short if you're considering them as a total treatise for the whole of well, existence. Well, the Bhagavad Gita is way longer. Right? The Bhagavad Gita is r- ridiculous. What? It's not that long, is it? It's absurd. It's How so long. long. Is the Gita? Huh? I don't know, the copy I have is like a thousand pages. It's absurd. Yeah, but it's mostly pictures. That's not true. There's no pictures in the play thing. In your version. Like, <laughs> is it a thousand pages? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure there are different copies that are less and more. But there's so much to read. Oh, really? Yeah. I, currently, I definitely got the wrong version then. Yeah. I, got, I thought it was a small book. Because also the Gita isn't everything in Hindu. You've got the whole Vedic text, Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like if you were to... But it's the same with the Bible, right? You'd get all the Psalms and stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's in the Bible. Hey. Then the Bible is way shorter than the Hindu text. It's really thin paper. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. The, the biblical paper is like, you know, you can eat that stuff. This not that we would. Okay. Ooh, this is nonsense. This okay. whole podcast is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Okay. Oh, you're right. I think I th- no, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's a really good... Uh, yeah. No, it's a really I, good point. I, no, I think so. I think it is a really good point. But I think we're obviously missing something. There must be a lot more innovation in religion than we realise. No, there is, but there's different. I think both is true that you have. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. aware of how much innovation there is, but at the same time, it's still within a very confined structure. Yeah, but I think the whole thing comes to the idea of truth. Like, if there is, I don't think like if you take medicine or you take science or whatever, they haven't found a comprehensive truth of reality. So the innovation comes because they're trying to achieve that. Whereas a lot of religious people and a lot of religions consider that they have already found the comprehensive truth of reality. Why would you go you, why any Why would further? you deviate from that, yeah. right? Yeah, why would you like, deviate? What are we looking for now? Yeah, that's true. Right? That is very true. But then also, if that is... Because science is like, yeah, 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 there might be a big bang, but that was happening, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the cosmos is big, yeah, but yeah. where is it? Yeah, but the thing is, if that is the truth, you would never deviate from it. That's a very good point. Actually, hmm. maybe that's something I took for granted, actually. But that might be because I don't see it as truth, right? Yeah, but so if you look yeah. at the, the sex... That's why I'm trying to innovate it, right? Because mm. I didn't see it as truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. But if you look at the sex of... Uh, the religious sex, which don't consider it as literal... Uh, they're truth, always innovative. They're slightly more... Yeah, they're yeah, more they're innovative. More, yeah. But there's still a traditionalist element. Yeah. But I do know traditional element hampers innovation. And Tradition- that's the real discussion, isn't it? But it's a traditional essence, right? Like the tr- there's a still a traditional essence to Western medicine, right? Yeah, they're still, they're it's still, still there. They, yeah, haven't, yeah. they haven't shifted it over to Eastern medicine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. But I mean, like what we know of traditions is that they do eventually, we do eventually get rid of them. 
Do they? Or they find new forms? Or they, they do find do they new just forms, but or? eventually they will get diluted and they will dissipate. Well, I think religiously, at least in the West, I, I definitely see that happening. Yeah, exactly. Right? So if you continue to innovate for those religions that are continuing to innovate... They'll have more relevance. Yeah, but also they might be unrecognisable to the ones in the past. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I do think like this like, kind of postmodernism of like democratisation of knowledge means that nobody's willing to accept an authoritative uh, kind of, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, absolution of truth, truth or a figure. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of, if it continue, if, if like our general society continues in that way, more and more to like a kind of, you know, epistemological nihilism, yeah, then yeah, yeah. there is no space for... Absolute truth. Uh, yeah, for those yeah. religions though. Yeah. Claim it. So if, you, if you're a religion and you want to stay in business, then you might have to innovate. <laughs> you have to innovate. Maybe. But only if it goes, maybe postmodernism is just like a phase. And yeah, I think it, it would be, I mean, uh, if anyone does listen to the podcast, it would be interesting to get some emails in about this. Like, yeah. do they feel that their religion is innovative or are they innovating their own spirituality? Yeah. I think it'd be good. That's true. Do you do anything innovative in terms of your religious practice? I think every time I pray, I seem to pray in a different way, but I don't know if that's conscious or subconscious. Mm. How do you mean in a different way? Like, is it like what you pray for is different? The structure is different? Like, the structure is always different. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's because you're like... It's because maybe I don't really know how to pray. Yeah, exactly. I think... Yeah, but, but also, think... I don't believe in the idea that there's one way to pray. Yeah. But I think, to me, to be honest, yeah, like, I design my own prayer pretty much. Yeah, exactly. But I do think there's a certain arrogance in that. And, like, I could, I could definitely do with, like, just, like... Structure. Well, yeah, but also just, like, following a more sort of uh, prescriptive prayer. Because I struggle to actually learn the prayers of my religion. I actually create my own prayers, but then pray to the same deity. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but also if you were that deity, you kind of like, it might be nice to hear a different prayer than the same old prayers. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, you know when your mum says to you, you say to your mum, oh, uh, I really love Pani Puri, and then you're eating Pani Puri for the rest yes, of your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what, like, God's like, can you pray this is a prayer I like? Yeah, but, but it comes down to listening to music, right? If, you, if every song has 1,000 hours in your mind, <laughs> then, you know, God's yeah. probably tired of the same prayer. Yeah, yeah, maybe. He lives pretty long, though. <laughs> that's what I say. Eternity. So what we're really saying... I think you have a stronger stomach when you live in eternity. Yeah, that's true. Like, I just get bored of music, I don't know. Also, if you were going to live for an eternity, you probably wouldn't innovate. Also, we do a lot of fucking stupid stuff. Like, I mean, we, you and I? No, just like, well, yes, but like, as humanity, as general, if you're like a god watching this, then like, yeah. you're never going to get bored. Because we're always doing fucking weird. Actually. Well, there was that South Park episode, isn't there, where Earth is a reality TV show, and they have to shut it down because they're like, actually, Earth is quite boring. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they do the same thing over and over. Yeah, we just keep getting into wars, right? We don't find ourselves boring. We have Big Brother. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, but we're deviating from the point. I think we had a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is, you're starting a religion. Yes, and the point is, you're going to help me innovate. No, I'm going to innovate. No, you're innovate. starting a religion. I'm going to innovate that. I'm just going to stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And if anyone's innovating... What's the name of this new religion? Cal Marx does the washing up. Why would I deviate from the brand? Okay, that's true. Consistency and innovation. Exactly. Hashtag. Hashtag. That's, that's yeah, <laughs>